0: Hey, hi everyone. Choi here. Welcome to my podcast. I'm excited to start this new season with three new entrepreneurs who all started the business in 2020 in Hong Kong. The other thing that they have in common is that they are all French. But other than that, they are actually very different. Charles de la borde started with his best friend, Monsieur Butterfly, which contributes to the environment in a unique way. Christine de Chemin transferred herself from an engineer to a banker and then to a hypnotherapist and launched her app UpNow Hypnosis and then Bastien Cuny who took the experience he has as a real estate agent in Hong Kong to start his own business when he got the opportunity. They were all brave enough to take a risk in uncertain times and it seems to be working out very well for them. Listen to their inspiring stories where they will also very honestly share with you what the hard times were. Oh and Monsieur Butterfly and Bastien have some great discounts for you as well. You can hear an interview how to get that, and if you have missed it, just reach out to me or Charles and Bastien directly. I hope you enjoy. Hey, hello, Charles. How are you today?
1: Hi, Chai, I'm very fine. Thank you. And you?
0: I'm good uh, as well. Thank you. So where are you right now?
1: Well, I'm at home, you know, because it's a bit complicated right now in Hong Kong to, to... Uh, find a uh, bar where you can be silent and have the space to talk uh, as you wish.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so uh, you're here to talk about your business, uh, your startup, basically. Can you tell us uh, yeah, all we need to know about, uh, about Monsieur Butterfly?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I'd love to. So Monsieur Butterfly is a fresh new brand of brooches and bow ties made from real butterflies. So that means that you actually get to wear a butterfly, either on your neck or anywhere on your jacket. We hand make all our products in Paris, and we ship them all over the world, of course. Um, but, well, because I live here in Hong Kong, I naturally wanted to make Hong Kong our test market. Uh, because um, well, I, I think that people in Hong Kong are willing to try new things and to welcome new ideas. So today we have a range of eight brooches and eight bow ties, and uh, we just started to create bespoke products for our loyal clients that want something a little different to make it even more unique. Um, As for the name, Monsieur Butterfly, well, it's, um, it's a tribute to Giacomo Puccini's wonderful opera, Madame Butterfly, because I love opera. All of our products are named after a masterpiece. So we have the Don Giovanni, for example, the Cosi, the Rigoletto, and so on.
0: Mm. Yeah, and it is beautiful it's an, and very
1: unique indeed.
0: So it's, yeah, where did you get this idea?
1: Well, I always loved bow ties. As far as I remember, when I started working in Paris, I was asked, asked to, to wear a tie. But instead, I decided to wear a bow tie. So uh, then when I went to, you know, weddings, cocktails, ceremonies, I had to wear a bow tie as well, but I wanted something slightly different. So I started to wear wooden bow ties. So bow ties made out of wood. And well, with time, it became fashionable as well. So I had to move on to something else and I tried uh, metal bow ties. Um, but yet, once again, this became fashionable. So I had to find something else. And in French... Bowtie translates as butterfly accessory or something like that. So I, I thought, well, why not try a bowtie with a real butterfly? So I went to a great shop in Paris, Rue uh, du Bac, that sell um, butterflies. And I told them that I wanted to buy a butterfly and just, you know, like glue it or sew it to my um, to my collar and, and it would be wonderful. And the guy laughed and said, well, actually... For for I don't know if there is some wind or with you or with your chin you're gonna break it, so it won't work. So I said, okay, that's that's uh, very right. Maybe I should do something else. I should try to solidify it. So I will put it on the resin. And he told me, well, actually, it's a well-known thing that you cannot put a butterfly on the resin because it will lose most of its colors. So I just forgot about it. And a few months later, I walked by this uh, same shop with my best friend, Augustin. They told him about this story. And, you know, it was um, a bit like in the movies. Uh, He said, well, it's not because somebody told you that it's impossible, that we can't do it. Hmm. So uh, we started working on it. And it took us two years and a half of research and development to be able to meet the level of quality we expected and we wanted to deliver to our clients. And to ourselves at first, but then to our clients. Um, and it still takes about one hour to to produce one butterfly, either in boot or in bowtie. And it's all handmade in Paris by my uh, associate Augustin. So it takes a lot of passion, a lot of care, and that's why he he does it, and I don't because uh, I struggle to 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 be as as dedicated as he is when he creates these unique products.
0: Yeah. So he is taking part of the he's taking care of the technical part, and he spent like two and a half years finding the right formula to yeah make the colors as vivid as they are in the brooch, and and to. Yes, yeah, how to absolutely. stick it on there, yeah.
1: So if you go on our website, you will see um, one of the most famous butterflies that is called the Morpho. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a very me- metallic blue. It's, it's kind of deep and yet very shiny. It's incredible. It's one of the most mm. beautiful butterflies in the world. Actually, it does not have any pigment. It's just that it has some scales on the wings that are intricated in such a way that the light is diffracted and it produces the blue color, so more or less like, like the sky or the sea, but it does not have the blue pigment as such. So that means that all the colors is created by the scales, so if you put some resin on it, then you will smooth uh, out the, the scales and you won't see any color anymore. So we had to find a way, and it took us, yes, as you said, two years and a half, to preserve the butterfly while still respecting the scale and the shape of the wing.
0: Yeah wow and it, it looks really amazing. I'm looking at it right now and uh yeah, I'm Thank sure that the much. people listening uh they will, will look at it because um mm-hmm. yeah, with, without it having uh, in front of your eyes you yeah, you don't yeah, you cannot it, imagine how beautiful it is indeed.
1: It is so we we tried to to so during our shooting to 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 make it as beautiful as we could, of course. But it's a bit complicated because it's it's something that you have to see with your own eyes, especially for the one that I just told you about. The light plays with it. So um, if you see it static on a picture, it's not the same than seeing it in in real. That's very important. And once again, we are very happy because um, this product is unique in the world. Uh, And to to such an extent that we are contacted right now by some jewelers, French jewelers, very big names that want to work with us because they want to include butterflies in their products, but they don't know how to do it.
0: Yeah. So also this technique is is something
1: new. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, so you and your best friend uh, figured out a way to uh, make a brooch and a bow tie out of it. And you have a website now and, and with uh, different models. Um, yeah, so when, when exactly did you launch your
1: business? Um, so once we were happy with the um, quality of the product, we decided to create the Instagram and the website. And so we launched everything all together in August this year so that's very new
0: yeah so very new yeah and how how is it received uh yeah you're saying that the industry the jewelry industry already approached you uh yeah what about um consumers is, uh, or yeah fr- friends relatives
1: well so any... we, were, we were very surprised to see that the industry has contacted us uh, because we yeah. would never have thought that we could work together so we are very happy um, and as for the consumers, um, well, same thing. Um, um, it's a real pleasure It's a real pleasure to see the traction that uh, happens around this product. Every time I, I show it to some people, they well, they always like it. Uh, if if yeah. not more, uh, I've shown it to some hotels in Hong Kong and they want to do something with it to some big distributors and we are discussing a, a distribution scheme. <clears throat> so um, that's something that is new to me because it's the first time that I first that, that I uh, create a company and second that I try to sell something in a way I always so um, my, my, my background is mathematical and I usually work for large corporations. Uh, in data analytics so that's uh, very new to me the, the the idea to go and sell something to someone so I don't know if people are always that happy and that nice to everybody mm. uh, but anyway I'm very pleased to see that every time I meet with people um, something comes out of it
0: Yeah, yeah 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 but I think it's it's not only that your product looks amazing but there's also something else that's very special about the product and that it's contributing to the environment. Can you tell a bit about that?
1: Absolutely because creating products that meet our expected level of quality was just not enough for us. We wanted our company to be committed to protecting the environment and the butterflies in particular. Um, indeed butterflies are a just as important as bees in nature to pollinate the flowers, yet we hear too little about them, I feel so. Plus, I remember when I was a kid, seeing so many butterflies in the countryside, in France, but not so much now. So, well, overall, we wanted to do something and to have a positive impact. So together with Augustin, we decided to have strong commitments, and it goes under three pillars. The first one is that, We carefully select the specialists and the farmers all around the world that we work with. Mm -hmm. For example, um, our Rigoletto. So it's a wonderful bowtie, mostly green and orange. It's quite big. It's very amazing. Uh, So Mm -hmm. this product is made using Urania Refeus, a butterfly that lives in Madagascar. Mm-hmm. So we work in partnership with Lala, Tiana and Alain. They are the youngest butterfly breeders of Madagascar. It's a couple, it's a family. Uh, they release the vast majority of the butterfly that they breed and they just select the most beautiful ones for us. All the other ones are free, then go back to the nature. So, uh, so when you work with such farmers, you really help to put new butterflies in the nature. So that's positive. The second uh, pillar is that we are very lucky that the beauty of a butterfly is in no way uh, correlated to its scarcity, meaning that, for example, once again, the same Urania refuse is very common in Madagascar. It's not because a butterfly is beautiful that it's rare. Not at all. Mm -hmm. In Hong Kong, we have... uh, So a few weeks ago, we had a period with a lot of delias, so it's more butterflies, uh, more or less a round shape, you can see on our website is very close to what we call the the cozy, um, so that's a brooch. So you can see this, this butterfly flying around everywhere in Hong Kong Park and stuff like that. Uh, we also sorry, have sorry, which
0: which oh the cozy ah yeah okay cozy. the white one with um
1: yes yeah, with the okay, yellow with some, some um, yeah. exactly. So this, ah, okay. this one you could see it all over the place in Hong Kong a few weeks ago because it was its season. Similarly, we have uh, the Norma. The Norma is also a butterfly that you can see everywhere. So we have it in Bruce and Botai. Uh, you can see it everywhere in Hong Kong. And for those who like uh, Southeast Asia, we have uh, in 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 Thai the LACME, which is Graphium sarpedon. It's a butterfly that you can see everywhere in Vietnam. So well, my, my point is to say that if you are looking for beautiful butterflies, they don't have to be rare. So of course, we do not use any protected species and dangerous species. Of course not. We only use the very common ones. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we wanted to give back to the community. Um, so we decided to take a cutoff of 10% of our profits and give it back to to, um, to an NGO in France that helps to preserve the butterflies in the countryside. Because once again, um, Augusta and I, we come from uh, uh, the, the French countryside and we are very sorry to see that we see less and less butterflies. So we want to have a contribution there. So it's yeah, a little yeah. counterintuitive for some people, but actually if you buy butterfly from us, you help preserve the butterflies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wow, that's indeed. And is, is it a fact that there are less butterflies? So you, you see it um, around you that there's less butterflies than when you were growing up. But is it a fact? Is it... Um...
1: So it is a proven. fact. Uh, yes. Well, at least for the for the French part, it, it is. Uh, mm. Globally around the world, I can't say, but um, I know that the, the way that the uh, um, agriculture farming has changed this last mm. year, uh, mm. it well, it's made for very good reasons, but it destroyed, you know, the 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 delimitations between some some fields, mm. and this had a very strong impact on the biodiversity in general. Especially on small insects like like butterflies. Plus, of course, all the chemicals that we put in um, have a very negative impact. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So that's good that your product is contributing to that. So yeah, up till now it went uh, quite smoothly. The introduction of your product to the world is it? Yeah, you said that this is not something that you expected. Is that right?
1: Yes. Well, once again, I've. Me and my my friend and I, it's our first startup together and first startup Mm. as always. So we don't have a lot of benchmarks, but we expected it to be uh, much more complicated um, in the way that when you go see, I don't know, a big distributor in Hong Kong, uh, sometimes, well, I, I, I just thought that they had so much to do all day long that they wouldn't care about us, but I can see that they have, Uh, that that they take a lot of time to talk with us and to discuss how how we can work together. So that's extremely um, comfortable, just like for the distributors we have in in Paris. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then when it is about meeting people, um, it it can take different angles. But what I like to do is going to parties or stuff like that, uh, wearing my product. And I can see that most people want to talk about it and and just asking questions etc. I'm I'm not speaking about buying because that's different. I, my my first thing is that it's it's a great feeling for me when people want to talk about it because once again it's a product that came to my mind that we that we designed together with my partner <clears throat> that he creates on his own so. Already feeling some some traction about it is amazing, and now converting that into sales is what's happening right now, and that's an incredible feeling as well.
0: Okay, that's yeah great. But what was harder than you thought?
1: Um, well, what was as hard as anticipated was having the product that we wanted. And we knew it would be complicated, as I told you. It was it was told to us that it was impossible to do, um, but So that took us a lot of time, and uh, it was quite complex, but just as we expected. What was harder than than anticipated uh, was Instagram, actually.
0: Mm. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because we thought it it would be quite easy, uh, that it was a no-brainer to just take a few pictures, upload them, put, put on a little caption, and that's it. But actually, Augusta and I we are not Instagram users uh, in our day-to-day life. So we don't know the codes. We don't know really how it works. So I had somebody to show me how to like technically do it. And then now I know how to do it, but I can see the incredible difference between my Instagram account and other people's. It's like, it's kind of a personality in a way. Augustine and I are engineers. And we are not really creative. We are not really artists,
2: <laughs> and, yeah. and
1: you can see that. So uh, I think one of the um, one of the things that I learned um, from this experience is that when you're an entrepreneur, you have to always make a choice between doing the doing the things on your own and outsourcing them. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're never the expert about anything, so the ideal would be to outsource everything but have you have as you have a limited budget you have to make your course and say well on this part i it's so costly that i need to do it myself but on this mm-hmm. one i think the impact i can have by paying an expert to do it on behalf of me will be mm-hmm. cre- greater so it's the kind of course that i do on a daily basis for now i feel like instagram is not the 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 most important channel for us to get our products discovered. So mm. it's not my top priority, but in the coming months, I will need to hire someone to do it for me because, well, as I told you, we took a lot of time to meet the level of creativity we expected for our products. Now we need to meet the level of creativity we expected for Instagram.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Social media is here to stay. Yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But that's also exciting, right? As an entrepreneur that you are forcing yourself to learn new things all the time.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, you have to wear hats, uh, different hats all day long. You start the day being a CRM manager, then you're doing some administrative yeah. stuff, then you go to an event and you're a salesperson. It changes it changes every day and every hour of the day. So it's a bit scary at the beginning, but then it mm. teaches you how to uh, trust yourself as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and test new things because, as I told you, I come from large company background. So the way I'm used to do things is to validate everything by um, a few people. But here I can't have anything validated by anyone. So I have to validate everything yeah. on my own. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. very exciting but very frightening at the same time because you have an idea and you can't really talk about it uh, and you just say, okay, so I'll just do it
0: yeah yeah and you were talking about uh yeah not having the budget always to hire experts to help you yeah how how do you
1: finance your your,
0: your startup uh was it hard
1: um until recently um i I worked for once again a big company, so yeah. um similarly in france my my associate augustin. Still works for a big company. So what we did is that we took a, a, a cut from our pay and just put it in the company because we are not creating an industry. We, I mean, so the the the, the funding part is quite limited. <clears throat> so we decided to do it ourselves and to not raise any funds so that we would still be owner uh, of 100% of the shares, and that's that's what we've done. So every month during two years and a half, we put some money in it. And it 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 was enough to start our product. Now, maybe it will be different because, um, well, if we want to move to the next level, we, we might need to have some infrastructure with us and that is costly, or to find another ways to work. But I think yeah. that in the future, we might want to look at different options.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So to the next level and then yeah, things will change a bit, um, yeah. So, yeah, you are in Hong Kong, and uh, you started here uh, to sell your product. How is it to be in an environment doing sales where you did not grow up?
1: Um, So, yeah, obviously, I did not grow up here. I grew up in in Paris, but um, I always loved Asia, and I always knew that at some point I would work in Asia. And I discovered Hong Kong during a business trip, Oh. And I just fell in love with, with the city. So I came back to France. I resigned mm-hmm. and I came here to find a, a job, uh, which I did. Uh, and so I really came here because I wanted to. It's no, it's no luck. It's really because oh, I yeah. wanted to live in Hong Kong. I absolutely love the city. So, yes, I'm not born here, but I feel like there is a vibe that I can understand and th- that I can relate to. Uh, So I'm not worried at all. And well, as we are just starting, we actually created the infrastructure in France because it was easier. So believe it or not, but when you're really like creating a company in France, all the taxes and stuff like that are proportional to your sales. So if you just want to create a structure without sales at first, just to have something, it's mostly free in a way in France, whereas in Hong Kong you have like fixed fees. Uh, So we decided to create it at first in France, but of course, in the coming months, we are going to swap it to to Hong Kong. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: Um, And then, well, in terms of network, because that's the way that I like to work, is just to meet with a lot of people, discuss with them, and see how they can um, give me some advices. Definitely, it's so much easier and and more comfortable here in Hong Kong than in France. People are very responsive to... Text messages on WhatsApp or LinkedIn or whatever—they're eager to meet and give advice. So it's um, it's much easier here. I can I can see it. Then in terms of cultural barriers, um, I wouldn't call that a barrier, but a difference. For example, some of the some people told me that the black ribbon we have in the middle of our in our product could be associated with negative messages here uh, in oh, Asia okay. when it stands for okay. luxury in France. So it's very yeah. different. Uh, yeah. and, and similarly, the, we have a strong red ribbon. Uh, it's appreciated here when it's mm. not at all a bestseller in France. So it's just that you have to adapt.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's interesting, indeed. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So it's also a way to learn a, a new culture by developing a product, so adapting it to a culture. That uh, yeah, yeah I, I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about the future? Where will you and your business be in ten years? You think?
1: Well, that's a million dollar question. Uh, yeah. We, we create since <laughs> in a team-based. few months, so in ten years it seems like forever to me. <clears throat> um, I think. I I like what we are doing now, meaning that we are trying to move from, uh, so we are, so we will add actually to our collection, um, bespoke pieces. So today, as I told you, we have eight brooches, eight bow ties that we'll try to maintain on the catalogue, but then we'll try to to provide all of your clients with bespoke products. That already started, and it's quite funny because some people tell me, "Well, I love this butterfly in particular because I remember seeing it during my uh, my my well, I don't know the, the day I met my husband or something like that." And I and I and I want to wear it, so I have to find a way to to ethically uh, source it, then do it, and so that's that's very um, uh, interesting process to do uh mm. we're trying as well in the high end part to to change the black ribbon with gold mm. so that's a test that we are doing right now i should have the results at the end of the week that's mm. very exciting for me so we're trying to like to to have some novelties around it but then in 10 years i i have no idea i guess we'll need to work on different products
0: yeah
1: uh but <laughs> which one i don't know i think that I, I like working with animals, um, but I don't know if I want to do it uh, forever. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of a modern cabinet of curiosity in a way with handmade, high-end products. I think we will work something around that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of possibilities for sure, but I understand that your head is already full <laughs> from what are you going to <laughs> do in the coming months. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: But do you think you'll still be living in Hong Kong in ten years from now?
1: Well, I would love to. Oh, I mean, okay. I, yeah. I, I, once again, I really came here because I wanted to. I'm not disappointed at all, even though I have to say that I arrived two years and a half ago. So I I, I had a taste of what Hong Kong was like two years and a half ago. And it changes uh, um, a lot, let's say, uh, yeah. with, with what happened here and now the COVID. Uh, but still, I'm very optimistic. And I think that Hong Kong is the best place on earth to be when the business will be back. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. the people here are so motivated so so working so so optimistic that um yes, I think all the business will come back at once and it will be a great place to be and then to stay
0: yeah yeah yeah, okay, yeah, so you're here to stay that's good to hear absolutely and yeah last but not least, where they can, can they find you and your products and are there any special promotions?
1: So um, as I said, we are working now with some distributors. So I I cannot give any names and I cannot say that we will be distributed um, at special places. So for now, what I do that you you have a look at at my website and then um, on my website, if you want to, you can just send me an email and I will be delighted to come to your place and show you our products. So that's the way that we work. So it's more like an exclusive kind of distribution for now, uh, but I really like it. And um, if you want to order uh, from from the website, you can just input the the coupon podcast, so P O D C A S T um, in in uppercase, and you will have ten percent off.
0: Oh, that's amazing! For mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for the audience, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and uh, yeah, maybe it's also good to mention your Instagram handle and your website
1: Yes absolutely so uh, our Instagram is at Monsieur Butterfly officiel in French so um, and on here you will see some some of our products and and some suggestions on, on how to wear it indeed yep.
0: okay okay great and uh, yeah thank you very much uh, Charles uh, been very interesting.
1: Thank you very much. uh,
0: wishing you a lot of luck uh, with your uh, startup. And uh, I will check in with you a couple months from now or a year from now to see uh, where you're at at with your business.
1: Great. Yeah. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Charles. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Hey, hi, Christine. Good to have you here. How are you today?
2: Hello. Hi, Choi. I'm doing fantastic. I hope you're doing as well.
0: Oh, that sounds really good. Yes, Uh, me too. So, yeah, you're here to tell us about your business. So, yeah, please go ahead. What, when, where, what's the status?
2: Okay, let's get started. So, I opened the first hypnotherapy center in Hong Kong, and I offer in-person hypnotherapy sessions. And we expanded our services by launching the first self-hypnosis app in Asia called UpNow. We did the launch last year in April. Oh, yeah, that's a good timing. It was, it was a good timing.
0: Yeah, so, um, and what is the status? How, How was the app received?
2: Well, we have a lot of downloads, a lot of users. Uh, more and more reviews, positive reviews, and we are very delighted to see how this app is changing people's lives. Uh, It's really, you know, our purpose um, is to really help people live a healthier and happier life. And I think with this app, we have been able to touch many more people than just the Hong Kong population, and it's very important to us.
0: Yeah, maybe it's good to know um, what hypnotherapy exactly is. Can you explain a bit about that?
2: Yeah. So hypnotherapy, hypnosis, I'll use both words interchangeably. Um, It's a state of focused awareness, which has very interesting properties, because in that state, you are more um, likely to accept suggestions. And let me tell you about how I discovered it because it's not something that I was familiar with, of course. Um, I started my career as a rocket scientist. I was a mechanical engineer. I was looking after planes and helicopters. And later on, I became a banker. I became a risk manager. So I was working for a big stretch of my life in two areas which are very quantitative with uh, you know a lot of hard data and facts that backed every one of our decisions. And later on, later in life, I discovered that um, hypnosis, hypnotherapy, were used in France by hospitals, surgeons, in operating theatres, by psychologists, and by dentists. And I was really intrigued. Um, True to my scientific spirit of inquiry, I decided to investigate and see what this is all about. And I discovered that it was hypnosis. Hypnotherapy were used for pain management in operating theatres. Now in France, you have hypnosis supplementing anesthesia and in some cases replacing it. Mm-hmm. So that was very, very interesting for me to see that medical practitioners in France who are very conservative, by the way, and I say that because coming to Hong Kong, where there are so many alternative therapies. When I say alternative, very alternative. Yeah. Um, doctors, you are referring to Chinese medicine more than not, not necessarily. No, I wouldn't say um, Chinese medicine, but other things like. Reiki, for instance, which I discovered oh, yeah. here. Uh, yeah. I've never had a session personally, but I've heard about it a lot um, because it's in magazines, it's in you know very famous blogs here in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So it feels that it has become mainstream. Maybe it's a wrong perception, but coming back to the you know to the French system, those doctors are very conservative. They are going to use something if mm-hmm. it works, if it's efficient, and if it makes sense financially. And that is exactly what hypnosis does. It's Mm -hmm. better for the system, the medical system, because it's cheaper at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's better for the surgeon. It's better for the patient. So when I discovered that, I thought I had to really understand what it is about. Uh, That is part of my training. Uh, How do we make a plane last longer, a part of a plane last longer? How do we make a plane uh, fly and so I, I, I studied hypnosis, hypnotherapy in France, got a diploma there and added some more certificates um, mm-hmm. from other places, uh, you know, the UK and the US. And I mentioned that because uh, it's important to understand that this profession is not regulated uh, completely. I would Mm -hmm. would say, actually, in Hong Kong, even the psychology profession is not regulated. Mm. So anyone, I would say, oh, you can actually call yourself a psychologist, um, even though you don't have a psychology degree. So there is this terrain here in Hong Kong. So in my case, I wanted to have a diploma. I wanted to have the right credentials because I want to make a a difference in people's lives. Um, That's what I did.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: And um
0: yeah, so you started your own business. Uh how how's that going? Um yeah, ex- besides the app, you're also doing hypnotherapy one-on-one? Yes. In Hong Kong?
2: Yes, I do. And I've been very uh I've really been lucky to work with a wide range of people from mm-hmm. executives to uh C you know C-suite executives to athletes. Um, mothers-to-be, individuals from all walks of life. Yeah. Uh, and that's very important for me because I think that this method, which is still misunderstood in yeah. Hong Kong, not so much in other parts of the world, for instance, in France, um, we need to indicate people on what it is, what it isn't. Uh, and uh, that's what we've been doing with our local um, clinic in Hong Kong, our local hypnotherapy center.
0: Okay. And yeah, I can imagine that people can react skeptical to it, if it will really help and and will benefit them. What do you say to people who are reacting like that?
2: So most of the people who come to see us, they have already done their research. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, there's a lot of word of mouth. So they know someone who came to the center. And therefore, they were recommended, you know, they, they, they were advised to come and see us. So um, and they were also told what was a session about because one of the biggest misconceptions around hypnosis, and, mm. and I would say this is a fault of the media and uh, also movies, people think they're going to lose control, they're going to blank out, they're going to, you know, sleep. That's mm. not true. And um, I often have people say, "Oh, that's that's in- that's interesting. This is a very very pleasant state, peaceful state to be in because." You're very relaxed. Uh, you are in that state of relaxation when you activate the parasympathetic system. That should be the state you should be in most of the time. But in our modern times, people have forgotten that they are mostly stressed. So um, that's what we do. I mean, most of the people who come again are, did their research, know what they want to do. And for some of them, they have tried many things before, it didn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah okay that's um interesting that um yeah a really different kind of approach of wellness um yeah and uh, so you're having uh, like your own business and um until so far what did you learn from it and, and what went very smoothly and what didn't
2: what i learned from it ah, oh, you have to be you have to do everything you are the CEO, the CTO, CMO, and uh, you know you can think about all the titles possible. Mm-hmm. You have to focus on creating a stellar service. That's the most important thing. But you also have to think about how you're going to market it. Um, Hong Kong is a very competitive place, and that means you have to stand out. For for us, for me, it's important to put the research on hypnosis out there to have people read about it, know that there is research and there is a growing body of research uh, coming up. Um, For instance, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but we've started to understand the brain a bit more since um, the advent of the fMRI. Mm-hmm. was it was created i think in 1990 and so it's not that you know it's about 30 years right yeah before that we have the eeg but the eeg was not giving you spatial data the fmri is giving you spatial data mm-hmm. and so it tells you exactly where the molecules of oxygen go and which part of the brain is active or inactive and so thanks to that we've been able to actually prove that in that state of hypnosis and hypnotherapy people are not sleeping and the brain works differently uh, it's like a yoga for the brain i like to uh, actually <laughs> illustrate this this way uh, we know that yoga is pretty good because you need to stretch right when you are s- sitting the whole day um, you create an imbalance in the body so you need to use that so you know so i'm a research officer i'm the marketing officer i'm the executive officer and i'm the pr person too so you have to do everything yeah
0: yeah that's uh yeah Yeah, you're not the only entrepreneur that's bringing that up um yeah so and um uh yeah so you are in hong kong like you're saying um and it's it's it's, yeah different culture here how they approach uh, alternative uh, methods uh is that is it particularly hard for you to be in a place to start a business where you did not grow up
2: I would say Hong Kong is a wonderful place to start a business. It's pretty easy, right? Setting it up takes uh, you know a few days. I've heard it takes longer now, is because of COVID. Um, so it's easy to start a business. What is more, more difficult is to grow the business, mm. and it's not about the cultural barriers or the language barriers you have you know a large population of english speakers here um you have i think the customers people people in hong kong are very stressed out and there is a huge stigma uh around mental health mm. in hong kong more than in china mm. which is very interesting so um what i found the most the most difficult part i think was because it's a small place, you need to have a network. And when you're a newcomer, you need to take time to build that network. Mm. If you've been here for a long time as an entrepreneur, you have a very good head start because yeah. you know exactly who to approach um, you know, in, in the media industry, for instance, and you understand how it works. Let me give you an example. Uh, because I you know we do also have uh, you know some involvement in the u s market of course, with the app.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it 's much easier for me to get into the media in the u s than it is to get in the media in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and when I talk about media, I talk about you know uh, famous blogs and uh, other other media mm-hmm. um, what i was um, I was very surprised to discover that for 95% of the media in Hong Kong you have to pay for the placement. Mm. So what you feel is you know when you read something like oh the best whatever the best the 10 best something um this is a placement it's not it's not something where people has really gone and investigated the 10 best places for that.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
2: that was for me a very a, a big I mean I was surprised I thought it was a bit um a, a bit different than that. If you had a good story, uh, something that could impact people's lives, you could really get out there.
0: Yeah. 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 So, so you feel like you're a bit behind because you're not local. You don't have a local network as strong as you would have if you have been brought up here. Uh, but but you don't I, need yeah. To be
2: brought up here, Troy. You just need to, be, to have been long enough here hmm. to understand how it works and, and to find the entry points. It's not just, it's not about not being local at all. We okay. have, you know, over the last, uh, you know, year or so, we have built those those, those uh, connections and we have extended our network. So we're in a much better place now. But it's it takes time, effort, and uh, that's something which is very, an important resource for an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. Because how, how many years are you, have you been in Hong Kong?
2: Oh, I've been here for 12 years.
0: Ah, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Okay. So also not a short time. No. Yeah, so no. I, if I'm... So I understand correctly you 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 did your hypnotherapy certification in France, but you were al- already living in Hong Kong while you were doing that.
2: Yes, I got my diploma, so it's more than c- certification, it's a diploma in France, and I was already in Hong Kong at the time. So I spent, you know, about seven years in my of my life in Hong Kong working for Big Corporation, and then I set up mm. my business.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's also very interesting career changes that you have made in the past. So yeah, and maybe that predicts also something for your future. What about the future? Where will you and your business be in ten years?
2: Ten years from now, Renewed Edge and UpNow are leading providers of mental health services globally, helping people lead a healthier life and also a happier life and achieve peak performance.
0: Yeah, that's a great dream, uh, or that is a great. I wish to have for your business.
2: I think and, you know, and,
0: yeah, and for the people actually.
2: You know, our motto, our purpose is to help people partner with their minds.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
2: that's the promise of hypnosis.
0: Yeah, yeah, to achieve a better results, so to mm-hmm. yeah, to unlock your potential. Unlock the
2: potential. Yeah. Um, be able to manage emotions um yes Tap into your potential that's very important i think it's going to be the defining theme for the next decades for the majority of us
0: yeah 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 like i said yeah wellness is uh, sure going to develop further uh, in the near future and i think that's also what the pandemic has uh, taught us that yeah this is a very important part absolutely yeah, so I can imagine that the audience are interested uh, in you and in your product. So uh, where can I find you?
2: Well, you can find our app on the upnow.com website, U-P-N-O-W. We have a face- Facebook page as well. Uh, and the handle is upnowhypnosis, one word. And for our local uh, hypnotherapy center here in Hong Kong, you can find us at renewed. Edge.com. And the Facebook page is uh, facebook.com forward slash renewed edge in one word.
0: Yep. Okay, great. Now, thank you very much, uh, Christine. Wishing thank you and you, your Joy.
2: business uh, well. Yes, and, thank you for, uh, for having me.
0: Yes, and I will check in on you uh, a year from now or so to see where you're at.
2: That's it. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye, Christine. Bye bye, Choi. Thank you.
0: Hey, hi, Bastian. How are you today?
3: Hello, Choi. I'm doing good. And you?
0: Yeah, I'm very well as well. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, hear all about your business. Tell me what, when, where, what's the status?
3: But look, f- thank you, Choi, for having me today. Uh, I mean, so basically as a bit of background, Uh, Basically, I'm the CEO and founder of a company called BC Advisory in Hong Kong. We Mm -hmm. are a property agency specialized in uh, commercial office leasing. Uh, So as a bit of background, it's been a bit more than five years and a half that I work in commercial real estate in Hong Kong. Um, I mostly do office leasing for my clients that are SMEs and MNCs in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I previously worked with a company called Tuspark, which was a a big Chinese firm. And then I moved to Collier's International, uh, where actually I met you at that time uh, Mm -hmm. and where I relocated your office, if I recall properly, about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, I created BC Advisory in July 2020. It it was very random Mm -hmm. because I helped a friend moving to a serviced office. And when I asked for the commission to the service provider, they mentioned I need a company uh, for them to send me the money. So that's how basically it started. So because I was fully licensed already by the estate agent authority in Hong Kong, it was just a formality to create the, the company and then being able to, to make business. Um, so because... With my previous job, I was already well-connected with landlord and service office and co-working space all around Hong Kong. Um, It just made sense to me to focus more on the service office and co-working space part because of what happens in Hong Kong with the COVID-19. So I'm I'm now focusing my effort on clients who are willing to relocate to Mm service office. Um, With employees working from home the companies do not need big office anymore. And they better save money on rent and move to serviced office so they can focus, that so they can spend their money on another thing, such as marketing or recruitment or whatever they want. Um, working in a service office makes sense because it offers a great working environment, a very good business address, very often, a flexible lease term, and more importantly, there is no capex, so you don't need to do innovation and things like that. So it's a no-brainer when you are trying to cut costs, save money, and adapt to a new way of working. Um, And so because of this, I'm also launching a new platform by the end of February called NextSpace.co that will be a huge help for companies who want to explore flexible workplace and co-working space. So basically, that's it. That's about my business.
0: Oh, okay. So it's a bit of a consequence of the pandemic that you see that companies need this flexibi- flexibility and to save on lease costs. So, um, yeah, and the trend to have a shared workspace was, of course, already upcoming. So it's yeah, these two things combined is making uh, giving a lot of potential for you. I understand.
3: Uh, totally, totally. It's uh, that that's basically I just seize the opportunity. Uh yeah. it's really an opportunity that I see. Um, I think we are still at the beginning of the co-working space and service to We've yeah. seen that a uh, business model like WeWork is not working because it costs so much money and just it doesn't generate enough revenue. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So that industry is going to change again. So it's still the beginning. I'm onboarding that train. I think it's the right train. Uh, let's see what is going to happen. But uh, it's very, very exciting. It's a very exciting market uh, that I, I'm, I'm kind of passionate about it. I could talk about it for hours, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure we don't have time for it. So <laughs> let's let's go to the next question.
0: Yeah, passionate about uh, your real estate business. Okay, and what about business partners? Are you doing this uh, by yourself or
3: so operating? I'm, I'm doing this by myself. Uh, mm. I, I still get some help from other brokers from time to time because I also do conventional office because I'm fully licensed, as I mentioned before. So I also mm. do some time conventional office, but I mostly focus on service office. On the service office part, I'm alone. On the mm-hmm. conventional mm-hmm. office I, I get some help from other brokers because you know you need stocks, you need options, you need those hidden stocks for your clients, things like that. At that moment, I partner. But otherwise, no, I do everything myself. You know, it's 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 service. Service doesn't yeah, yeah, cost yeah, yeah. You money. Uh, I am the product. So so yeah. the business yeah, yeah, yeah. is very lean. Uh, so I, I don't need help it, it's 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 pure service so no yeah. there is no partner on this i'm alone yeah,
0: yeah yeah so how does it feel to be an entrepreneur
3: uh it's a very it's not what i thought it would be uh first being an entrepreneur people need to know you don't sleep well you don't sleep well <laughs> it's impossible uh, mm. y- you have so many things you have to be hands-on on everything on accounting marketing mm. project management yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, customer relationship you have to do everything so basically you yeah. work you, you you i used to be an employee where i work from monday to Friday and i have the weekend for to rest. This is over. It's over. It doesn't exist anymore. Saturday morning (laughs) is accounting. Sunday afternoon is prepare for your marketing advertisement for the coming week. So no. And and during the week, you only take care of your um, clients. At night, you prepare the quotation and so basically you never stop uh, so it's 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 uh, tiring because it's it it asks a lot of efforts but at the same yeah. time it's absolutely amazing the relationship you have with your clients is totally different the conversations mm. you have are different the way they see you is different i'm mm. not talking on behalf of a big company i'm talking on behalf of my company so the the client at the end of the day knows if i don't perform i don't get money so that's why they decide to work with me. So no, being an entrepreneur is very exciting. And, but I'm sure every time you ask this question, people have the same answer. It must be this answer. But that's how I see, uh, yeah. being an entrepreneur. That, that's the consequences of being an entrepreneur. It's, it's, but you have to be driven by patience to do it. Huh? You need, yeah. to, but if you don't have patience, forget about it because you won't have the motivation on the long run. You just won't have it.
0: Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, and what I noticed until now, interviewing entrepreneurs, that in indeed is it's how they are, and sooner or later it will come out. And um, yeah, and everyone just yeah enjoys the, the 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 journey with the the ups and the downs. Oh, yeah, and talking oh, no. about ups ups and downs. So uh, what what went very smoothly for you, which you didn't expect?
3: Uh, what did what went smoothly? A few things actually went smoothly. So I, I'm someone who's I'm super lucky.
1: Mm. All my oh. life
3: I always had luck. Um mm. through my when I study I was studying finance. I was very bad at it. But I don't know by how how lucky I was. I remember I was studying I was at that exam and I didn't know any answer. It was very complicated. And the person just it, before me I could see her draft. <laughs> and I copied the draft and I passed. Simple yeah. as that. So I'm I'm someone who's very lucky all the time. So what went smoothly, first the company creation. I was lucky enough to meet uh, someone that helped me to do the company creation very quickly and introduced mm-hmm. me to the right banker to open the bank account.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Both the company and the bank account were opened in one working day.
0: Wow. This yeah.
3: I was very lucky with this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the second thing I was lucky, the thing that went very smoothly, is the creation of my new platform called NextSpace.co that will be launched in February, what I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got connected very randomly to an amazing developer that understood what I wanted Mm -hmm. and, and and one of my friends who is like a very good designer designed the website for me as well. So the, Mm. the, the, what was supposed to be a painful and difficult project turns out to be something that went very smoothly that that kicked off the project uh, around September last year. Mm -hmm. We took a bit of time to do the design because you know, it's, I'm not in a hurry. I'm just Mm -hmm. in a hurry. Uh, and my goal is, is to start an MVP, to launch an MVP, but not to launch it in a hurry just to see if it works. We need to know. We have time. An MVP? An MVP is like more like a, a proof of concept. Oh. Let's see if it works, and if it works, oh. we improve it. Yes, yeah. yes, it's an MVP, but we might as well, if we want to check if it works, we might as well work well on it to, to, to make it look nice and useful yeah. for the clients. And, and yeah, so I, I was very lucky and i'm and, and very happy about how it turns out i mean at the end of the day i strongly believe good things happen to good people mm-hmm. if you do the right things you be ethical and you help people whenever you can yeah i think you already won
0: yeah
3: you already yeah, won yeah. because yeah. ultimately people will help you back that that's how i see yeah. things so yeah. so yeah those are the things that went very smoothly for me
0: yeah Okay, so yeah, you're a lucky guy and uh, you have people around you that are helping you because you do, did them good too. But what was harder than you thought? <sighs> you also uh, ran into uh, obstacles?
3: A lot of obstacles. You constantly <laughs> have obstacles. There is one thing I say, Monday morning, 10.30 a.m., that's where mm-hmm. the, all the bad things start to come. <laughs> there is not one Monday morning at 10.30 a.m. where the phone rings to give you a good news. You only have bad news. Really? And, Oh, yes, it never stops. Yeah, because the problem is we we are in a job where you have a lot of affect. When people Mm -hmm. want to relocate, they Mm -hmm. see the relocation of their office as something very personal, something like if it was their home. But it's Mm -mm. an office, you know, it's somewhere where you work, but you need to feel good. And, Mm -hmm. And often, you know, when people take time over the weekend to make a decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and on Monday, you know, at the, on Friday night, you do the visit on Friday night, they are very happy. And mm-hmm. they like, oh, I get back to you on Monday. And mm-hmm. I know the answer is going to, I know when they get back to me on Monday, it's going to be challenging. Because yeah. over mm-hmm. the weekend, they have time to think about it. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. you give people time to think about it, you don't have that impulse anymore. It's not, it's not going to be a, okay, I want it. No, I thought about it. It's a good option, but there is always a but. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, now nah, Monday morning is usually not a good day. So it's it's one of the hard things that happens.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a sales thing indeed. Yeah. Right? Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. being an entrepreneur is sales. It's only sales, right? Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. of the day, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing. And, and I guess the, the second thing that is harder than I thought is the peace of mind, that you have mm-hmm. at night time and what I mentioned during weekend, you, you constant you constantly think about the business. Mm-mm, uh, mm-mm, you know, yeah. how, how can I improve this? How can I improve that? Oh, yeah. I forgot to call him back. Oh, I need to do this, I need to do that, that invoice, that receipt. You never stop. When you're on your own, things are just different. And the, and the worst mm-hmm. thing is, if you do not perform, you get nothing. You know, it's not like you get a salary at the end of the month. This is, over. No. you only get, you you eat what you kill basically Uh -uh. uh, it's a very very basic challenging Yeah. yeah yeah so so that's the i guess that's something that i didn't have in totally in mind uh when i started the business uh but i guess now that's the price to pay to get in to be independent and it's okay that, that, those are the hard things, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I think even as a, when you were employed as a real estate agent, it's commercially al- already very challenging, uh, considering that a part of your income is based on commissions anyway. So you always felt that commercial pressure, I think.
3: Correct, but it's uh, it's a different type of pressure because you have the support of the big organization that is behind mm. you. You have yeah. colleagues, you have director to guide you. Mm-hmm. To, and I was lucky enough to be at Collier's where I had amazing support, amazing support. And, uh, but I guess I, I wanted to challenge myself a bit more. Mm. And yeah. that, that's why I'm, I'm here today. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And how about fundraising and budgeting?
3: Um, okay. So two questions in one. Uh, let's start with fundraising. Oh no, let's start with budgeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, budgeting. Uh, budgeting is more important, actually uh so basically as its service you don't have much to budget you have client expense which are basically lunch dinner drinks you have uh, transportation you have operation such as like you know company secretary accounting You have marketing because you need to bring traction to your website. You need to get new inquiry. You need to feed the pipeline. One of the ways to get a better pipeline is to do some marketing. Marketing is actually the main expense, the main thing I spend money on. um, Because the cost of acquisition of a client is expensive. Mm. But but I need this because I'm alone. I can't Mm. do everything all the time, right? There are Mm -hmm. some days I dedicate to business development. But... Mm. The problem is I only do one day and a half of business development per week, but I'm, I'm missing three days and a half of business development. So I'm considering Google, LinkedIn, are my part-time ghost employee that generate leads for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so th- those are the main uh, expense uh, and what you need to budget. Basically, when when you do business and do service in particular, you have small expense such as internet, office lease. You take a co working space. It's two thousand dollar a month. It's peanuts. Just, just just do it. You need to work. For, you you can't work from home. It's impossible. It doesn't. It just doesn't work. You you have temptation everywhere. You have the TV. You have the PS five. You have the computer. You are ah. I need to do groceries. I need to do this. I need to do that. No, forget about it. From yeah. nine to six at least be somewhere else. So you have to spend an extra $2,000 in rent in co-working space. But at the end of the day, the value it brings to your business is so much that that $2,000 you spend in rent is meaningless. Mm. meaningless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so that's how I budget things. Mm -hmm. Um, The the funny thing is when I budgeted the expense, I also budgeted from uh, July to December a potential uh, revenue because (laughs) if I have expense, I need revenue as well. And I was Mm -hmm. totally wrong. Totally wrong on my forecast. I mm-hmm. didn't expect, I, I kind of, I, I did, you you take my forecast, my revenue forecast, you make it time two, and that's what happened in 2020. Wow. Uh, you cannot forecast revenue. It, it's, especially at the beginning, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. When you do service, uh, doing office using is a one shot, okay? I find a client, I relocate the client, I get the commission. The next time I talk to the client is in one year, two years, or three years. And it mm-hmm. doesn't mean in that one year, two years, or three years, it doesn't mean he's going to move. So so it's very difficult to to forecast. And Mm -hmm. also the reason why it's difficult to forecast is because in real estate, you can start the week with nothing in your pipeline, Mm -hmm. finish the week with 10 new leads that are Mm -hmm. coming from your business development, from the marketing, from your friends, from someone you met at a bar. Simple as that. So it's very difficult to forecast. However... I still have very ambitious targets for 2021.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh because I believe I, I, I really believe more and more companies are going to shift to yeah. service office. And uh so I mean, you know, I, I did a forecast. Uh I'm very confident I will reach that target I set up. Um and and I secretly hope I will do a time two again on the forecast. Secretly hope.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can imagine that would be amazing.
3: Yes. So, so that's that's in terms of budgeting this is my answer
0: mm-hmm.
3: for fundraising I, I'm not doing any product I, I, I once again I'm the product right so mm-hmm. I could get fundraising to actually I got someone offered me some uh, f- um, to seed to offer me some seed funding to get my first employees uh, accelerate the development of the business get more mm-hmm. marketing and see how it goes Um uh, I'm not really convinced Uh, I I have to do it this way. I don't feel like giving 20% or 30% of my company in exchange of 300, Mm. 500,000 USD is going Mm. to help me a lot. Mm. I I don't need it. I I don't think I need it. I I might as well take one more year to reach Mm -hmm. that 300 or 5,000 USD of revenue Uh, instead of giving away uh, some of my companies Just to get a boost. I don't need that boost. I don't think so. Uh, I've been thinking about it, but honestly, I I don't need it. Not yet. Not yet. Later. Later, maybe.
0: Yeah. 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 You want to uh, keep it in our control first.
3: Yes, and and, you know, at the end of the day, creating a company, it's not that expensive. I need to pay for a visa, thirty thousand dollar. Company secretary. Between eight and fifteen thousand dollars depends on what you who you work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your accounting, the audit, ten ten thousand dollars a year, and mm-hmm. then you have what your accounting software, thirty USD mm-hmm. per month. You have your phone phone bill, two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and that's it. And you already have a computer at home, so that yeah. so you don't need much. I don't think you need much. So basically, you have to spend roughly a hundred K to get started. But yeah, then, yeah, yeah. but then yeah. that's okay.
0: And you also have to eat
3: and that's the thing you also have to eat i have a funny story actually about this which is when i started the business because i was it was so random i didn't prepare much And, and I was like, okay, so I create a company. So now I need a visa, entrepreneur visa. So I need to do entrepreneur visa. But the problem is COVID. So the government is closed. The government body is closed. They don't work or they are working from home. So everything is delayed. And so I ended up spending more and more money on my cash, on my my savings Mm -hmm. to, to, but to pay for the business, basically to pay for the marketing, to pay for the phone bill, to pay all these things, waiting for my first invoice to get paid. Mm -hmm. I I ended up uh, getting my visa in end of September, mm. on a Friday at 4.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my friends just before, guys, I can't go drinking anymore. I only have $2,000 left on my bank account. I mm-hmm. hope the visa is coming soon because I need to pay the rent as well. So mm-hmm. that, that's what happened, basically. So you need to forecast a bit when you budget, when you create a company, mm. you need it. But it's okay. You will always find a solution to pay mm. the news and to survive. That's mm-hmm. that's how what I learned from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's okay now. You can I can easily eat, pay my rent, continue working, and I'm very happy. But yeah, the first two three months were challenging. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And plus, um, you are not from here. You have been in real estate business in Hong Kong for five and a half years, you said. Yeah. But yeah, you you didn't grow up here, uh, so there must be also cultural and language barriers, and and yeah, you don't have a complete network. Is that a obstacle for you?
3: Um, I agree. Uh, I so basically, uh, I was born in France, as the people can say from my accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in a country where paperwork and administrations are kings. In Hong Kong, everything is easy. You create mm-hmm. a company in one day, get the bank account, and it's ready. You can make business already. So mm-hmm. I don't see it as an obstacle. I consider Hong Kong as my home. I've been here six years and a half in total. Um mm-hmm. uh, I have every, all my belongings are here. Uh, my friends, uh, everybody's here, basically. So Hong Kong mm-hmm. is The only obstacle you're right is the language barrier. Because I don't speak Cantonese, and I'm a very bad expat of uh, immigrants because I didn't learn the language.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You, When you don't learn the language, you, you basically uh, limit yourself in terms of network because you mm-hmm. can't access a certain part of the population. Uh, that will be very helpful for your business. So this is the main obstacle I meet uh, so far. Uh, But besides this, I I, I mean, because of my... I have a lot of friends who are from Hong Kong. My girlfriend is from Hong Kong. uh, So I understand the culture very well. Uh, Mm. I'm very respectful in a general way. Uh, I'm working, sometimes I partner with local people as well. All that's mix of people taught me so much about hong kong the culture the people the city uh, so at the end of the day the only barrier i have is the language uh, mm-hmm. i mean the rest is everything is so transparent so yeah. easy mm, everybody can everybody can do it as long as you speak yeah. english of course but everybody yeah. can do it yeah so that's the main obstacle um i mean the, the, when you look at the legal framework it's very easy. It's extremely easy. It is extremely easy. Very transparent. Uh, yeah. There is no uh, a, a small, small. Um, how do you call it? I don't know. Small lines at the bottom of the document that's yeah, easy, yeah, yeah, yeah. extra things. No. straightforward. No, it's very straightforward. So no, the only obstacle is the language. It's the language, right. and and now the it's it's also the COVID. COVID is a huge obstacle, but it's an obstacle not only for me as a foreigner, it's for everybody. Yeah, everyone, yeah. And everyone needs to readapt, change the way of working, uh, f- find new approach to get to clients. Fi- voilà, that's but I thought it.
0: that COVID is not only an obstacle for you, but it's also accelerating your business because you're providing them a solution uh, which is more attractive during these these, these times.
3: Course. Totally, totally, totally. It's a mix, yeah. actually. In, yeah. in, in every yeah. opportunity, you have challenge. Uh, yeah. the, the opportunity uh, arises because there is something that comes that is a challenge. Uh, of course, the product I sell, I know will I, I'm convinced it's going to work. I mean, it's yeah. a no brainer. But it's just uh, how to get in touch with clients when they work from home. It's always the challenge, right? You, you don't have the cell phone. You send email. You call the direct line. They don't pick up. Even though mm-hmm. most of the people are technically on Skype all day long or on Microsoft Teams, You know, sometimes they don't pick up if they don't want to. They are at home. Can you yeah. blame them? No, you cannot blame them. You yeah. cannot. So th- that's the main challenge I, think yeah. I face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's reaching clients sometimes is a bit challenging. But yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, and they yeah, yeah. They're
0: not in an office. Yeah, I ah, yes. Yeah.
3: And, and office leasing is not the main priority, even mm. though office is the second biggest expense for a company after salaries. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's still not, I mean, you change office every one, two, three years, you don't change it every month. So yeah, yeah, it's not the yeah, yeah. so
0: one deal. opportunity in a yes. certain time. Yeah,
3: exactly. And if you, if you call them too much, they won't like you anymore. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Can go find the right balance because you call them when they're at home they are in their private cocoon it's yeah, still, know, yeah it's what? different yeah so yeah.
0: they're not so open for uh for business uh for, exactly. for these kind of yeah uh... exactly yeah and what about the future where the will f- you be and your where will you and your business be in 10 years
3: um being 10 years uh look i mean I can tell you it's going to be a huge success. I'm extremely mm. motivated. I'm actually going to recruit my first employee in February. It's going to be amazing. Uh, mm. I, I, I mean, it's going to be a huge success. It must be a huge success. There, there is no other way anyway. <laughs> so, But, mm. it, 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 I mean, the, the, the co-working space, the uh, even the real estate market for commercial leasing in general is evolving. It's mm. very difficult to forecast where I'm going to be in five and ten years with mm-hmm. business um i but believe you, you started yeah. your
0: business in hong kong so yes. will you 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 do that also because you foresee that you want you will stay here you won't stay here
3: hello <laughs> right. so uh, I, I i'm very happy in hong kong I, I love this city i love the people i love everything i love the dynamic i love being able to go on the hike in the morning beach in the afternoon i think it's amazing
1: mm-hmm.
3: but I. uh, uh I also traveled a lot in Asia and and there are other countries that are also very appealing to me, Um, especially to raise a family because, you know, I'm arriving at an age where building a family makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to stay in Asia for sure. I want to have a foot in Hong Kong because it's a a love and hate relationship, but more (laughs) love than hate relationship. (laughs) Uh, So being in Asia for sure, maybe Vietnam, Malaysia uh emerging country that is going to be very dynamic in the coming few years uh would make sense as well for my business uh the goal at the end of the day in 10 years five at least in 5 years is to be everywhere in asia i want my yeah. I, I want my platform to be available for everybody in asia and maybe even mainland china if it's possible yeah. so, so basically that's where i see myself in 5 years in 10 years uh, maybe in a multi-million dollars mention? Who knows? <laughs> After I sell the business, I don't know. But uh, yeah. but I can tell you, in a few years, at least, I will be still be in Asia, continuing my business uh, yeah. in the on the battlefield, hustling and uh, convincing clients they need to work with me because yeah. I have a unique knowledge on the market. Yeah, that's it. Voilà.
0: Yeah, uh, I will make sure that I will check in on you to see where you're at in uh, in a year or so from now.
3: Uh, I'll probably still be in Hong Kong in a year, so anyway, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So I can imagine that uh, people are interested in uh, engaging you to help them with moving office or also uh, your shared office solutions. Where, where can they find you?
3: So um, they can find me on my existing website, uh, mm-hmm. BC dash advisory.com uh, you can just drop us an inquiry and i'll reply very quickly um you, you can reach me uh on, on our the, all the contact details are on the website basically yeah. um and there will be as i mentioned to you uh the new platform coming soon called nextspace.co nextspace in one word dot mm-hmm. uh, co co uh mm-hmm. and so basically everyone will contact me uh after they heard me on your podcast they'll <laughs> get a 10 rebate on the commission my company receives so basically oh. yes so that that's that's the goal that's right so, yeah but you oh. need a promotion people need the promotion i think it makes sense we are in difficult time um i believe the agent has to can support kind of support the client when they move. Mm-hmm. So ten mm-hmm. percent rebate is basically the cost of moving. Yeah, it covers the cost of moving for a company, a medium-sized company.
0: Yeah. So, wow, that's quite generous. Yeah.
3: So yeah, so that's why. Yeah. So that that's how you yeah. can uh, get in touch with uh, with me and my company.
0: Yeah, and I vote for you because I was also very happy with uh, with your services. And you were not even an entrepreneur back then; you were still employed, but uh, you yes. still did a good job. So I can imagine that it's even better now. Correct. You help your clients. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Joy.
0: Yeah. So wishing you a lot of luck with your business. Uh, but since you're such a lucky boy, maybe you don't need it.
3: <laughs> oh, I, I always you always need luck, always. <laughs>
0: So yeah, and I hope that uh, yeah your uh, revenue will indeed uh, double and maybe even triple this year. And uh, yeah, like I said, I will check in on you. So, yes,
3: thank you very much for your time. Sorry, thank you for inviting me.
0: Yes, and thank you as well. Okay, talk to you soon, Bastian. Yes. Thank you, bye-bye. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed the conversations as much as I did. And I hope you got inspired to always follow your dream. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Yeah, more will come this year. And also a website is in the making where you can find all my podcasts together. So that's it for now. Have a great one and uh, hope to find you here soon again.